Welcome from Victim to Victory to our podcast. I am Miss Mary, your host and holistic wellness coordinator. Our mission is to share good news. You are not a victim. You are victorious. You can live a full, good life victoriously. We help people navigate from victim to victory by empowerment, encouraging you to live your best life. Simply put, encouragement and empowerment are our business. And this is what we do. Greetings and welcome to From Victim to Victories podcast, episode 33. I am Miss Mary, your host and holistic wellness coordinator. Our mission is to share good news. You're not a victim. You are victorious. You can live an abundant life victoriously. We help people navigate from victim to victory by empowerment through education, which we do on this weekly podcast, encouraging everyone to live their best life by possessing the holistic approach, feeding spirit, mind, body, and making it a lifestyle. Simply put, encouragement and empowerment are our business, and this is what we do. Alrighty, listeners, it's time for prayer. Precious Father, it is another beautiful day you have blessed us to see, Father God, and we give you all the glory, honor, and praise, Father. Thank you for everyone who is listening, Father God. We ask your blessings upon every household, Father God, and we thank you, Lord, that we won't leave this podcast the way we came. Open, Father God, the spiritual ears, spiritual eyes, that we might see the vision, Father God, and what you have called us to be, Father God. Father, we just thank you. Thank you that we're becoming better doers and not just hearers, Father. We thank you for our guest today, Father God, and we thank you for what she's going to impart impart into us, Father God. Let your will be done. Move her. Move her out of the way, move me out of the way, and use us, Father God, and that we, Father God, would be a blessing to those ears that are listening. We love you. We give you all the praise. We give you all the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All righty. So, first of all, I just want to thank my listeners for tuning in. And before I present our guest today, I want to suggest you grab a pen and paper, your computer tablet, or whatever it is you can take some good notes on. Because, once again, this is an educational podcast. So, we want to make sure we get some good notes. Okay? Okay. Well, listeners... Um, once again, I want to thank you for tuning into our podcast. I am always excited about my guests. I love them and I really appreciate them. And I am so grateful for them taking time on the pod to come on a podcast with me. And, um, so today I am incredibly excited. Anytime it's someone that I have gotten to know well, enough to um you know that I know that person well enough that they that's a person that pours into me uh substance that's gonna really help me on my journey to my destiny 
then I really, really am excited. <laughs> and this is the status of my guest is joining me today on the podcast. Some other things that I absolutely love about my guest is that she comes with energy. You better believe it. I'm telling you, she comes with energy. She's a positive thinker. She motivates and she challenges me to do better and to become all that God has called me to be. Now, let me just introduce this young lady that I'm speaking about so we can get this conversation started. So she is Miss Satina Poigier, and I, I she's going to get me if I mess that last name up, but <laughs> it is not an uncommon thing for her. So <laughs> anyway, she'll correct me. Uh, Satina is the owner of Pro Plus Financial Services, LLC, a year-round full-service bookkeeping and tax practice. The principal office is located in Stone Mountain, Georgia, with three satellite offices in Tennessee, Virginia, and Alabama. She has been a tax professional for 31 years, and I'm going to stop there, and she'll tell us a little bit more as we move on. So first, I want to welcome you to the podcast and Miss Tina, and um, I'm very glad to have you as my guest today. And you are, I have to tell you now, you're part of Team Victory. Now, that's what I always, <laughs> that's what I always tell my guests the first time they're joining me. But I also like to tell them, you know, it won't be your last time. So <laughs> once again, <laughs> I want to thank you so much for accepting my last minute invite. And um, I because I know you're extremely busy. And but I really, really appreciate once again uh, you joining me today. And as you know, um, that last minute thing is, you know, we plan, but God has another plan. And I'm constantly That's praying right. and asking God who he wants to be the guest and what the topic should be. So, you know, sometimes I think I hear him dropping a name into my spirit and I invite the individual, and then the answer is no for whatever reason. And then I hear God say, no, baby, it's not that one this time. It's <laughs> another one. So you are his pick today, and I love it. I love it that you're joining me. And, hey, as I tell the truth, I always say from victim to victory is God's vision, and he has entrusted me with it. And I'm just a willing vessel who said yes. Uh, to this assignment and you know he's in control so I just roll with that so today listeners our topic is why people need to own a business and how we can help you do that that's what we're going to talk about today so it's time for me to close my mouth uh for a little bit anyway and <laughs> come on chief let uh, let the listeners right. know why they should have a business all right <laughs> all right all right that was very good thank you so very much mary you know i am just as inspired by you as you are uh, by me. So just thank you so very much for the invitation. And you are correct. 
whenever God calls those of us who are in tune with his word, we listen and we stand in attention and do what he instructs us to do. So I am so very honored that uh, it's my turn. (laughs) (laughs) And I do want to talk about uh, business. You know, I have been doing business for, well, since I was 19 years old. That's when I first started. And I grew up in an entrepreneurship household. My dad actually owned a cleaning company. And we cleaned the uh, archdiocese uh, Catholic schools in Chicago. So I grew up cleaning in, in a cleaning business. And my dad always said that he wanted one of us, there were two girls in the house, and he wanted one of us to be a lawyer and the other one to be an accountant. And so I uh, I graduated first. I was the oldest, so I went, <laughs> I went to school to become an accountant. I loved numbers. But the interesting thing about my household and the opportunities that my parents afforded me, uh, they gave me a clear vision about uh, work. One of my parents was an entrepreneur, and the other one worked on a job. And so when I looked at my dad, who was able to call his own shots and and do his own thing and hire people from the neighborhood and, and things like that, versus my mom, who went to a job working at a bank and, you know, just worked her little fingers off, didn't get a lot of praise and honor for the job that she did, She would come home tired, you know, Mm -hmm. just disgruntled, like a lot of people are, Mm -hmm. you know, when they go to work and they're not finding satisfaction in the job that they're doing. So I had an opportunity to look at, you know, what at that time was supposed to be the best of both worlds. Uh, Someone who was able to call the shots and make their own way or someone who, you know, uh, went to school and then went and got a job. And so I had the uh, awesome opportunity to do a little bit of both. Um, When I I went to Georgetown University, uh, I was about 24 years old when I finally uh, stopped playing around. You know, I grew up in Chicago on the west side, so we had a lot of fun growing up. (laughs) (laughs) I was a straight-A student, though. I graduated from high school a year early and then went on to college and just really had so much fun that I ended up coming back home. And then I took a job at a bank and worked until I decided it was time for me to go back to school. So when I did go back to school, I went back in accounting because, you know, a lot of times we take – uh, stock of our personality profile. And we said, well, what is it that I'm supposed to do? Or where is it I'm supposed to land a job? And for most people, we get jobs based on somebody's recommendation or someone saying that this job or that job is hiring. We really never take a look at what our strengths and weaknesses are or what our purpose is and then look for a job that fulfills that purpose. And so for me, uh, I was supposed to help people. I took the Myers-Briggs test, and it said that I should be a social worker. Well, Mm. growing up in this country and watching my mom, who was probably a social worker, you know, uh, know, uh, what was given to her or in her DNA, and then so and looking at my dad, who was a capitalist, (laughs) and then recognizing we live in a capitalistic country, and social work didn't seem to pay a lot. You could actually help people, but then even that help was limited and guided by rules and regulations of people outside of you. So, you know, mm-hmm. I just didn't want to do that. And because I love numbers and I was a numbers nut, and my dad had already predicted that I, one of us was going to be an accountant, so I took on that role because I was able to count numbers. I could 
you know, see a string of numbers and add them up very quickly in my head. Or I could go to the grocery store and know how much before I got to the line I was going to have to spend, what the tax was going to be on it, and how much change I should get back. And I realized that that was a unique thing because people just didn't add numbers up in their head. So I felt like that's the thing that I needed to do. That's a passion that I needed to pursue, you know, or a gift that I needed to pursue. So I started a business very young. Now, the reason I said everyone in America should own a business is because we do live in a capitalistic society. If you take the example that I was talking about my mom and my dad, my mom had a job at a bank, and she stayed on that job as long as she could take it. So after she left that job, there was no way for her to will any of the time that she was there to me, there was no way for her to, you know, actually have something that she could take from that and, and give to me. Uh, versus my dad, who taught me, you know, uh, how to do contracts, you know, how to negotiate, how to hire people, how to, you know, I had skills that were transferable from that business to another one. And in addition to that, you know, and we don't think like this a lot in our communities. You know, we have uh, skill sets and, and gifts that God gives us that we don't know how to monetize or we don't know how to capitalize. You know, how many uh, black mothers are there out there or moms in general who do baking, who make preserves, strawberry jam, never understood that God gave them that and that that was something that if they understood business and capitalism, they could have taken to market and been another smuckers or, you know, t to have given birth to a, a, a jam company that could have sustained their families for generations. So we have a tendency to start businesses, you know, around things that we like opposed to things that are required or needed. You know, so if you can find something that is your passion and marry that with what's needed in the marketplace, because we are in a capitalistic society, you know, I believe that that's what we should do. And, mm -hmm. and, and it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. Matthew 25, 14 through 30. That's the parable in the Bible where God talks about talents. And mm -hmm. to one servant, he gave five talents. To another servant, he gave two. And then he, to the last one, he gave one talent. Well, when you read the parable, you come to understand, especially when you look at different interpretations, the marketplace was out there or where they took their skills was to a marketplace or out in business for other people. And so the one who took the five talents out into the marketplace and doubled them, the Lord was very pleased. The one who took two, made them four, the Lord was pleased. Now, the Lord was not pleased at all in no stretch of the imagination, and he didn't leave it to chance that you understood he was not pleased because he talked about the one who buried the talent that he had given him. Uh, you know, he talked about him like a dog. <laughs> you know, the Lord was upset, you know. And so when you look at that, you say, well, if I take the talent that he gave me and I put it out in the world, his word says that he will bless it. He will not, you know, he will not let me go out there with what he has gifted me and given me to do and not be successful. And so when you marry that with the fact that in this country there are two systems, two different economies, it's your economy and it's everybody else's. And so what our job is if we are to create an inheritance for our children's children, we can't do that on a job. Now, we can do it in a business, but the problem is a lot of times we don't get properly educated. 
we don't avail ourselves of the knowledge and understanding of how to do this thing or how to get this done. How many people do you know who have kids, you know, and their kids are always tinkering with something? You know, the little boy who is tinkering with their TV, taking the stuff apart, and the mom coming in and say, boy, you better stop messing with my TV and taking things apart. And the little boy, you know, she'll spank him on his hands and he'll recognize that he wasn't supposed to do it. Then he'll turn around as soon as she walks away and do it again. And then she comes back in there and she says, boy, didn't I tell you don't do this? And then the little boy is frightened now. You know, she's really threatening. So now the next time he does it, he goes in the closet and he's tinkering with stuff. And then what the mom does is sort of beat beat it out of him, you know, so that he stops being inquisitive, he stops being creative, and he starts understanding that I'm not supposed to explore these things that are naturally trying to come out of me. And so the child could have been trying to give birth to an engineer, Mm -hmm. but because the mom didn't understand that, you know, her little TV was supposed to be his learning ground and his learning station, she beat it out of him and then made him go to school to do something he was not interested in doing or was not what he was supposed to be giving birth to. How wonderful would it be if we could look at our kids and understand what God has given them to do? What purpose did he put you here for? There's nothing you do from the time you wake up in the morning until you go to bed at night that's not a business for somebody. Now, I'm not trying to say that everybody is suited for business, but in this country, you everybody should do a business. Why? Because you're rewarded for it. In the marketplace, if you do a business, even if you're not successful, but you attempted to do it, you can still take advantage of tax deductions and strategies that are afforded to business people that are not afforded to people who go and work for someone else. So that's the basic reason I say we need to do it, just because you need to be able to take the monies that the Lord blesses you with. And I'm not saying a job is bad. I'm just saying when we get on a job, if we don't know how to keep the money, if we don't understand the tax structure, if we don't have an understanding of investments, then we'll take the money that we were given. And just like that one servant who took the money that God had given him or the talent and buried it and didn't know what to do with it, there's no chance for it to be you know, increased. You know, do you want God to bless you in a thimble or do you want to give him something big as an ocean to bless you in? If you say to God, bless me, I need a financial blessing. And we, a lot of us go to church and we pray for a financial breakthrough. Well, you know, yeah, he can send it to you. But if you give him a thimble, then it's the blessing uh, your employer is saying we're going to increase your pay by 10 cents a minute, 10 cents an hour, or is it, you know, if you're in a business, the Lord is saying I'll send you more customers. And now with the Internet, you can get on the Internet, and people all over the world can do business with you. Absolutely. So all I'm saying, Mary, is with technology, and especially for these young people, let's mm-hmm. go back to my example. Let's go back to my example about my mom and my dad. So when my mom comes home, her feet hurt, she's all upset, you know, the boss didn't listen to her idea or even took her idea, you know. My dad comes home, you know, he's upset, you know, but for different reasons, you know. He's upset because somebody didn't come to work on time, you know. He's upset not because he, even if he lost the contract, you know, the Lord has opened the door and he got a bigger contract or a better contract. So if I'm a kid and I'm looking at 
these two examples. My mom, who is always upset, coming home, you know, slinging food around at the dinner table because she's just mad at somebody, talking about her boss and what a bad day she had. When I get 16 years old and they tell me it's time for me to go to work, I'm going to look at them like they're crazy. Why would I want to go to work? And I've watched a parent from the cradle to the time it's 16 years later when you're telling me I must get out and get a job. If you have been disgruntled, unsatisfied, denied, you know, dejected, rejected on a job, why would you ever think a child wants to go and get one? That just makes no sense. You know, we have to start watching not only our self-talk, but watching the actions that we do so that kids can pick up on, yeah, baby, you know, God gave you that skill. Instead of you beating a child for trying to take apart the TV, encourage them to do that. You know, go and get one from the, you know, um, Goodwill. Let them take it apart and put it back together again. You know, send them to the auntie's house whose stuff just went out. You know, see if you can fix it, boo. You know, in our community, we just get so stuck so much on, you know, what it costs us to get something. And we spend a lot of money on sports. We spend a lot of money on debutantes and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they matter. But at the end of the day, that child has to go out in the world and support themselves. Or they'll be living with you, (laughs) you know. (laughs) You know, so we have to create an environment where it's okay to pursue your business. It's okay to pursue a passion. It's okay to take what God has given you and turn it into something that, you know, other people can enjoy. Because I believe that's what he wants us to do. Do you remember that there's another parable? Remember how, um, you know, people say, well, um, and I I do a, a workshop called Jesus Was an Entrepreneur, right? So Jesus was a carpenter, right? And he learned that from his father, Okay, so remember, back then there were no unions. And so for him to get those skills, it started at the kitchen table or, you know, out in the back in the field with a parent showing a child how to do the craft that they gave them. How much money could we save if we stopped looking at scandal together and started teaching our kids? I have an accounting degree. So when my kid, you know, sits down, if it's just for an hour a week or, you know, so much time in a, in a, in a week or a day, to teach those, those skills to her, to teach those skills to him. If you've already paid for a degree, why do we need to send kids to school to pay for another one? You know, we have got to get to the point where we – Take the monies and investments that we made and stop making the next generation start all over. You know what I'm saying? You know, if if we could just take what we know and we could sit down and put it in that next generation, and then that's something that our family can build on, and then the next generation, they can build on that, and then the next generation. That way we don't have to start over. We're not moving from uh, one the starting point up to point A, and then, you know, we die off, and then the kids got to go back and start back over at the starting point as opposed to starting at point A or point B. You know, we always have to go back, we go back. And so I'm saying, you know, let's start a business that allows us. Mm-hmm. 
And you know, Miss Satina, that is so uh, powerful. That is so good. All the information. Now, what do you say to those people who are saying, okay, I don't know anything about starting a business and I can't afford, I don't have the money to start a business. So what do you say to them? Well, you know what? We have the money to do what we want to do. Okay, let, mm-hmm. let me explain. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I didn't know that. You know, if you don't, if you don't create a need for it, there's no need for it. Okay, so what I'm saying is, when when you put yourself out there. You know, plenty of people have started businesses with $10. You can go on the Internet and read about all mm-hmm. of these people who have started something with nothing. Right. You know, there are people out there that have money. Then people with money get with people who have ideas, and they come together and they do things together. Mm-hmm. So when people start telling me, and I've heard it all. You know, I've been teaching entrepreneurship and business development you know, I was the director of minority affairs at Chattanooga State, and I wrote a grant to teach people who live in public housing how to do business, how to become self-sufficient through entrepreneurship. And, you know, in, in, in the projects, people would say, well, they don't have money to start a business. But if you go in the projects right now, Mary, you'll find out that most of the kids that live in what we call impoverished environments, they have the best cell phones. They have, you know, the latest electronics. They have stuff that I was not buying my kids. Not because (laughs) I couldn't afford it. It was because I didn't put that kind of priority on it. Mm -hmm. And so when you tell people that, and when, when people say they don't have the money to start, then change your priority because you got money. Mm-hmm. You, you, you got something, you know, some way to do it. You know, if you have a house full of stuff and then you have a business that you need to give birth to and you don't have any money, then get rid of the stuff to start mm-hmm. the money, to start the business, to get the money to do the things you want to do. We got to stop thinking singular. You know, we got to look at the total picture. There's a lot of things that we spend money on that's wasteful. If you if you have a cell phone and your bill is $120 a month, then you might need to go and find a cell phone that's $40 a month. You know, so there are plenty of things out there that we there are places where we can cut debt and cut expenses mm-hmm. and then redirect that money to the things that we have prioritized that are important. Absolutely. Every business, you know, you and I both are in my econ. My yes. econ costs twenty five dollars, twenty nine dollars to start, thirty five dollars a month. Yes. You know, that kind of business. And that's a great business. If nobody has one and they want one, start with that one. Exactly. (laughs) In in that business, at least you learn entrepreneurship skills that are transferable. You learn how to get your credit score right so that when you do go out there to get money, you save money because now you get a better rate because your credit score is up. You know, you got to stop letting people take away your dreams, take away your ambition, take away your goals. We give power away to people who say we can't instead of listening to the inner voice of the God in us that tells us we can. You know, so people have to, you know, want something bad enough. You know, that Les Brown poem that talks about, you know, do you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for it? You know, how bad do you want it? And so when you decide that this is something that you want to do, 
first of all, you know, pray and ask God if this is it. You know, because if it's not, then like you said, then that door is going to close. You know, but mm-hmm. I do believe that they did not, you know, w- when the decision was made to allow us to come into this world, that decision was not made and saying to to you or, you know, out there in the universe, um, I'm going to give this person life so that they can go and work 40 years for somebody else and be disgruntled, be unhappy. You know, no, he gave us the power to get well. And if that's yes. the case, then we have to go and get it. You were not put here to suffer. I just can't mm-hmm. believe that. Why would a merciful God put me mm-hmm. here so that I would be mm-hmm. sad all the time? So I wouldn't have the money I needed. So, I, you know, I couldn't create the family environment that I want. You know, so I couldn't be happy. I just do not believe that, yeah, Mary. Yeah. And I just know a business. And, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, so I'm a serial entrepreneur. And nobody can knock me off that coin, right? You can't knock me off that coin because, you know, again, going back to my mom and my dad, you know, if my dad didn't like the way something went down, then he could change it. He had a decision to make. Either I'm going to continue this way or I'm going to do it that way. My mom didn't have that. She had to stay or quit or change Mm -hmm. her mind. Now like stuff that you didn't like. (laughs) (laughs) Your options are a little bit limited. So we just teach, though, that, you know, there are several ways that you can start a business. Uh, and I'm a tax professional, so I'm telling you, you have to have one. Even if you just dismiss everything I just said about why you need one, do it for the tax benefits alone. If you have a home-based business and you are working out of your home, you can write off things that were yesterday personal expenses, but now that you decided to operate a business from your home, they're business expenses. Things like your cell phone, you know, paying your children. You know, you can uh, possibly take portions of your rent and your utilities as a deduction, you know, and you can get a deduction for it. Your miles when you drive in your car. You know, and in Atlanta, you drive 30,000 miles a year and you're on a job, you don't get to deduct any of that. But if you're on a job and you have a business, when you leave home and before you get to work, you go out to tell people, hey, I got this business, I make, I tie-dye shoestrings, I make borettes, you know, I sell coffee. Whatever you do, now you have created a business reason to drive, and now you can take mileage you know, against that and reduce, even even if you don't make any money, Mary, that's the wonderful thing. Even if you lose money, you don't make any money. If your expenses exceed your income, now all of a sudden that loss can reduce the taxable income from your job. And that's so And true. now you, you get to bring more money home. You know, so you know, for any reason, if you hear people say, I need more money, start a business, mm-hmm. you know, because you're telling them two things. Start a business. If you're successful and make a lot of money, you reached your goal. You said you needed more money. If you're not success- successful and you lose money, you still made more money because now you can reduce the amount of taxes that you have to pay from the money that you made on your job. <laughs> exactly. And Miss Satina, in what it's looking like, 
We know we can't depend on the government and we know we need to start a business. So we thank you so much for all of that wonderful information. And once again, guys and Mrs. T, I've been talking to them every week about my econ. So you all heard it. She knows what she she knows. Let me tell you one more thing. Let me tell your guests one more thing because this is important. You know, right now, President Trump is talking about um, uh, allowing your job to change it so that you can get now the 6.2 that was being withheld for Social Security. You can increase your paycheck and, you know, get more money back because they're going to defer your Social Security payments. I'm going to go on the record and say, do not do that. Mm -hmm. Do not do it. Opt out of that because what happens is if they take, if they allow you to take the Social Security now, let's say it's $200 a a pay period, then next January, they're going to take $400 out to make up for it. So your check will go up now, but it'll go back down plus more in January. So if they want more information about that, they can contact you and get in touch with us, and we can explain all of that to them. And the other thing, correct your W-4. Stop overpaying taxes. Yep. Stop giving them a free loan. Yep. Stop it, stop it, stop yep. it. You're giving away your money. That is Needless so true. And use that money to start your business. Thank you. I know. Exactly. Yes. You know about that. I know about that, Mr. <laughs> Tina. You know I know about yes, that. Yes. 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 <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate yes, you so joining well, me. And I know you have a busy schedule. So I would just want to thank you once again. So I know you have to. Yes, be, ma'am. Thank appreciate you. it. Thanks. Okay, I appreciate you too, Mary. Thank you so much. God bless you. Bless you. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, listeners, thank you once again for joining us. That was some powerful information. And remember what I say, I always say we're better. We're becoming better at doing and not just listening. So uh, all that's great information. And um, once again, Miss Satina, um, as we were talking, you found out she is one of my associates. We actually call her the chief. <laughs> um, um, and I love uh, she's one of those uh, daughters of God and truly is passionate about what she does and very uh, knowledgeable and has great wisdom in uh, those numbers. And as you know, I've said and continue to say my econ stands for my economy. Once again, we have to take care of our individual economy. Nobody is going to do it for us, but us. So once again, you want to really think about that and pray about um, starting a business, having your own business. Because as she said, you can get um, some really good write-offs and even like myself, as you start, may not be making any money right now. It's on the way. I'm going to be a millionaire. But you have to start somewhere and be impatient and work, and work it. And then in those losses, once again, you can uh, get those tax write-offs rather than um, not getting any more money in your paycheck and then having to end up perhaps maybe paying taxes, even though you're seeing and you're not seeing where (laughs) the money is, but you know how it's set up. So, and it's a setup. So um, you really want to pray about that and consider that. And um, contact me once again about um, joining us 
uh, at my econ, at least the business presentation, as I told you, take a look at that on Tuesdays. Um, we have um, that opportunity for you. So um, contact me for that information at 678-910-4856. Please call or text me and I can give you access to um, joining us for that meeting on Tuesdays. Certainly um, want to um, have you look at that. Okay. All righty. So um, from victim to victory, you know, our goal is once again to help you live a victorious life and a good quality life. You want to live that best life as we just talked about. And Miss Tina did an awesome job at showing, giving us that example in the Bible about the talents. But and of course, you know that I always uh, I love that one, too. And I always love to go to our foundational scripture, which is John 10, 10. You know, Jesus said the devil came to kill, steal and destroy us. But he came so we might have that abundant life. He's talking about here now on earth. Uh, once again, the gifts and talents that God has given us. And as she said, you know, those gifts that you have to to make whatever and uh, that people need. And as she was talking, I was thinking about the virtuous woman in Proverbs 31. You know, she did so much. She took care of family. She was so and she had a big she was a busy lady, but she had business. Also, she was taking care of her family and she had talents. I remember that she was a seamstress. So that just came to mind as uh, Miss Satina was talking about the talents and the uh, that God had given um, each of those individual. And um, just remember, as I always remind you, um, the first step to our program, because the program doesn't work for you if you don't know the one who created us, who uh, blessed us with these gifts and talents and to use them, you it is important. That's the first step is getting to know him. Give him your heart. So you are not trying to do this thing by yourself because that is the success of whatever you're trying to do without him. <laughs> hey, now what the world calls success and what he has is successful is two different things. And so you want to be successful because God says everything we do it will succeed in his name so you want to make sure you have that relationship with him that you have given your heart to him because he's always waiting he's just waiting for you once again um that is key you just confess that he you're a sinner and that he died for you and from me, and did you accept him as Savior and Lord? And just give it to him, turn it over to him, and you have someone there to help you in whatever it is you're going through. When you're going to the going through the valleys, or if it's a high, you always can call on him and depend on him to get you through whatever. And I can't should no longer be in your vocabulary because when you ask him, he'll make a way. Okay, and show you and allow you to use those gifts that he has given you and whatever you need to get done, whatever he, the assignment he has given you to do, he has equipped you. 
so you're not on your own. So that's very key. Okay, and starting that business and whatever, once again, that assignment he has given you to do that you've been saying no to. Now it's time to say yes. And this is the season, you know, this COVID season, you know, people are still and uh, a lot of people out of work. This is an opportune time, an ideal time to start a business. It's challenging times. Actually, that's when I um, got birthed from victim to victory. I was going through a very challenging time. I wasn't working. I was caretaking for my mom, co-caretaking back and forth home, driving from um, from Georgia to Virginia. And so I couldn't work. So I was, God came with this vision. He gave me, I mean, you just, cause it wasn't me at all. I had no clue <laughs> and still don't know what I'm doing, but I trust God and just, just follow his lead and just, just have that conversation with him. And he just makes the way out of no way. So once again, um, God is awesome. And so that is our great um, one who, who, who's in control. I don't care what it looks like, but you put your trust in him. Okay. All righty. So, guys, I want to thank you um, once again for joining us. You know your homework each week. My listeners, once again, I always remind you to invite others and remember to share the podcast and tell them about it. You know, we upload every Tuesday on Anchor. And um, you can find us on other platforms as well. And we are found on Spotify, Apple, Googles, and others. Um, and I always tell you, you can go directly to the website. Um, to me, it's the easiest and quickest way for those who may not be um, tech savvy like me. <laughs> Just go to the website. Plus, I want you to go there anyway so you can check out the resource center if you haven't because there are some great resources there. But our website, I want to give it to you. It's from Victim2. That's the number two, VictoryLLC.com. And in the menu... Uh, you're going to click on listen to podcasts and then it'll open up and uh, to the pages of all the different platforms. So just choose one of those platforms that you want to go to and it will take you directly there. And you have all the podcasts there and a little description so you can go and listen to um different ones and as Miss Tina was on today it reminded me that a great one I wanted uh, I tell you to listen to suggest you listen to is um the one with and I don't remember the number uh but I think it was back in March I had the interview I did an interview with Mr. Alvin Carey who is one of the great founders of my econ and I uh, had a great interview with him and he is a, a millionaire producer. And so um, that would be a great one for you to listen to. And he tells you how he uh, and his other partner, Mr. Ivy uh, Stokes, got started, started this business 15 years ago. And it is a debt free company that is now had both of them had a vision and God brought them across each other's path. And um, that's how they started my econ and doing amazing. The two brothers doing amazing things and very compassionate about the vision that God had given them to help 
other people uh, change their lives and and be able to do amazing things um, and live the life that God has planned for us to live. So I um, just want to share that with you. Also, um, guys, we are, I announced last week, and um, I want to make the announcement because I don't think I gave the time last week, but I want to announce that um, on Saturday, and make sure you mark your calendars, on Saturday, October 24th, from 12 noon to 3 p.m., from Victim to Victory, we'll be hosting our first virtual holistic health and wellness fair you know we we've done one every year since we have been um, in existence I believe yeah every year I think we've had a a holistic wellness and health and wellness fair but this will be our first uh, virtual one so I'm excited about it Um, the registration fee is going to be ten dollars so you can start registering today Uh, please call me Miss Mary at 678-910-4856 to register. And the deadline is we're asking everybody to register. um, If you plan to uh, join us, to register by October 17th. So make sure you include that on your calendar. And um, I've sent out, I have already sent out some evites. And uh, so you once again have that information and to uh, respond to that um, as well. Okay. Uh, so looking forward to it. Also, I just want to thank my, uh, wonderful faith partners for your donations and, uh, your continued support. Those donations support our devotional book and caregivers appreciation club. We're so thankful for you, um, for supporting us. Uh, that means so much and we're being a blessing. Uh, once again, to um, our caregivers and the devotional book is powerful. That is a powerful book, um, devotional book. And so I want to also, I want to remind um, you, you hear me talk about the inspirational word. Um, the text word that goes out is an inspirational te- word text that Send that sent out. I send it out on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Friday mornings. Like the devotional book, it is powerful. It is very powerful as well. And so, um, you know, even if you don't take a moment to read your Bible, and I do say take a moment because we can once again we can we do what we want to do. So, but if you don't take a moment to read your Bible, at least with that you get a scripture because in that you get a scripture and you get a wonderful message um, and a prayer. through that one little text message and um, you can always get added to this list. It's not a quarterly thing. I wouldn't like them with the devotional books go out quarterly, but that text word list, I can add your name anytime. And the other thing that I love about the inspirational text is that it's not that it's a great text uh, message. The other thing that I love is it can easily be shared. You can certainly share that. You can forward it to to someone else, as I always ask you to do in the text. And also, you can email. You can even email it to others. Okay? 
So um, if you would like to be added to that list, just once again, call me or text me at 678-910-4856 and just send me where you add me to, um, you know, your, your inspiration to text list. And uh, make sure you, um, once again, leave your name, your information so we can do that. Certainly love to do that. Okay, because it is it's a great teaching. Both of those are uh, very uh, um, tools for your spiritual wellness. Okay, because, you know, we educate on spiritual, the spiritual, the emotional and uh, mental, the mind and the physical body. Don't forget Exingular. I didn't mention that um, is our that's another business under the umbrella from victim to victory supports your physical wellness. So, all righty. And that's my team, my Dr. Joy, Dr. Williams, and Pastor Kathy are my teams for wellness people, uh, along with um, my uh, other um, wellness. We have several on the wellness team, uh, Dora Adams, and then Sheila, who, um, the podcast, you guys, if you haven't heard it, that is dynamic. You need to also listen to that, um, podcast. That was last week, uh, episode 32. Okay. Alrighty guys. So I'm not going to hold you. I thank you so much once again for joining me. I love you guys and be safe. Take care of yourself. This is Miss Mary sounding off. Once again, I want to say take care of yourself. I am your whole wellness coordinator and your team member <laughs> to remind you once again peace and blessings i love you guys teamwork makes the dream work remember invite someone to join us and share the podcast it's no secret all righty because we love to share good news all righty bye bye